Plug those headphones in. It's time for Ireland's only interactive podcast, the multi-award winning Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. You're very welcome to this latest Opinions Matter podcast with Adrian and Jeremy, recorded at our studio at the White Sands Hotel in Port Marnock in North County, Dublin. Now, before I let you know what we want to talk about on this latest Opinions Matter podcast, I want to give a big shout out to our current show sponsors, uh, Priscilla and Amy Gray. And they are sponsoring uh, this podcast to promote their brand new book called Safe. They are a mother and daughter team behind the organization Stop Domestic Violence in Ireland. And now for the very first time, the duo reveal the full extent of the abuse they suffered, their escape and journey from victims to campaigners after years of living in silence and in fear. It's a harrowing read, I have to tell you, but an amazing uh, book. It really is. And it's written by uh, journalist Shane Doran. Uh, It's available for $14.99 from this website, safe-thebook.ie, safe-thebook.ie. Where you can purchase your copy in either paperback or ebook format for just $14.99, with a portion of all proceeds going towards helping others escape and survive domestic abuse in Ireland. The uh, website address, if you'd like to order yourself a copy of the book, is safe thebook.ie and uh, order your copy. And please support these uh, ladies uh, in bringing out the book, in telling their story, and in trying to um, explain to people that it is possible to get away from domestic abuse. And that's what this book is all about. So uh, safe-thebook.ie is the website if you would like to get your hands on a copy of the book Safe. So what do we want to talk about on this latest Opinions Matter podcast? Well, we've a number of reasons for talking about this topic on the show today. We've received several, and I have to say unconfirmed, uh, reports that more than one sleeper, rough sleeper, has passed away in the last few days in Dublin. And with the weather the way it is, most people's attention has turned towards rough sleepers and how they can possibly survive during uh, this weather. I got an interesting uh, Facebook message over the weekend from a man called uh, Jerry. And we wanted to run it by you and we wanted to get your opinion on this. Is this something that you would consider? Taking in a rough sleeper. He also says that uh, the government is 100% to blame for rough sleepers. Not everyone agrees. Some people believe that you choose to sleep rough. I want you to have a listen to this message. And Jerry, by the way, thanks very much indeed for uh, contacting us. He sent this uh, into our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Adrian K and Jeremy D uh, over the weekend. Lads, I'm disgusted with the amount of rough sleepers in the city centre. I work there, so I see it all the time. When I heard it was getting really cold, I decided to do something that I never thought I'd do. Last Friday, myself and my wife took in a rough sleeper and have let him sleep in a granny flat we had out the back. I know him from begging outside the shop I do security in. I'm not looking for praise, just saying that anyone who has a spare room should do this. 
The government are 100% to blame for this and shame on them. They have blood on their hands. If we all do our part, take a rough sleeper in just until this weather is better, it could save a life. And that's from a guy called uh, Jerry in uh, in Shakur. And, I mean, Jerry has a point. It's cold. Um, it is. I admire uh, Jerry and his wife for uh, doing what they did. It really is... I mean, that's really, uh, that's proper action. He actually did something uh, productive and constructive. And fair play to you, uh, Jerry. And Jerry is urging people to do the same thing. Certainly wouldn't be for me. Uh, And I think a a lot of this, anytime you you hear about stuff to do with the homeless and roughly people on Facebook, if the amount of people who mouth off on Facebook and saying, oh, it's terrible, it's terrible, isn't it terrible, people sleeping rough, shame on the government, hang the government, shame on the government. If those people actually got off Facebook and got off their arse and actually helped one of these people, we wouldn't have the problem. But sadly, people like to just comment on social media and say that it's terrible without actually doing something about it. At least Jerry actually did something. Now, I don't have... You said room. it wouldn't be for you. Why not? Well, but first of all, I don't have the room. I have three kids and I don't have a spare room. So I'd have nowhere. Secondly, um, it just wouldn't be for me. I wouldn't... It just wouldn't be for you. You don't want to help somebody who's no, rough sleeping. I, I wouldn't let a str- wouldn't let any stranger into into my house. A lot of the people who, with the greatest respect, a lot of the people who are sleeping rough have addiction issues. Why in God's name would you? Anyway, it's not our job to do that. That's it's not my it's not my job. That's not yours. Hang on, you thought well, you, you said earlier on when we talked about this. Uh, fair play to Jerry, isn't he brilliant? Yeah, doing fair play to him, but it wouldn't be for me. So you have a much bigger house than I have. You actually do have spare rooms. Where's all the homeless people in your? Spare her. I live out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, here we go. She could drop them into the t- into town. You, but you would have to. No, but you have a much bigger property than me, correct? Uh, yes, but uh, have you sp- we, we are have, in the middle of nowhere with, with no public transport oh, at all. Oh, there we go. I don't think they'd care once they get... So how many spare rooms have you got in your house? One. You have two. One. You have your office. No, that's an office. Oh, yeah, yeah. You couldn't give up that. You couldn't... The office where you sit in... Okay, but my, sorry, my, my main point is that we uh, live in the middle... Of, we can't take Spanish students, for example, because we live in the middle of nowhere and there's no public transport. There is not a bus that goes past our house. So anywhere you go to from our house, you need to be driven. So it's not, it's not practical. Okay, so that's Adrian's cop-out. It's because he lives too far from the city centre. And yours is, uh, I couldn't be arsed. No, that's... I haven't, I, a, I haven't got the room... And B, even if I did, I'm going to be honest. And we're going to be talking to callers, by the way, on this podcast in the next uh, half an hour or so that are going to say the exact same thing. Why, in God's name, is it the job of you or I to take in someone who is rough? It's not the job. Uh, It's not the job. But what Jerry is arguing is that we should... It, that he believes now he's saying that the government are 100% to blame for it uh, but we can all do our part and take a rough sleeper in just until the weather is a bit better now I woke up this morning in my bed yeah. freezing cold because the heating didn't come on this morning yeah yeah. and uh, it was very very cold and I immediately thought because I was aware of Jerry's message I immediately thought of aren't I lucky I'm actually in a bed in my house even though it's cold yeah, but you didn't do anything about uh, it then. what would yeah. it be like out on the street yeah but you didn't do anything about it sure you didn't you went and had your nice warm breakfast and then you forgot all about it so you're like everybody else on social media you all go on about how big the problem is but you won't do anything to help at least I, I'm not a hypocrite at least I don't go on about it all the time 085-825-2626 is our WhatsApp number. If you'd like to get involved in this conversation, you can send us a WhatsApp voice note like Jay did. Regents, how's things? Just listening to your podcast this morning in the kitchen. Catching up on all the episodes, keep it up. Just regarding today, uh, 
about the topic homelessness a lot of homeless hostels are actually very 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 vacant there are a lot of rooms available from as far as i know i know i just know that homeless people a lot of them they don't go in due to the it's just dangerous being in there so, so a lot of them rather sleep rough you know i feel like a lot of people now virtue signaling and saying like oh there are homeless people on the streets homeless people on the streets but look in a way you could say they choose to be on the streets rather than inside a warm hostel you know so it's pretty simple you know what i mean i feel like yeah. All right, so he's basically saying that um, people who are rough sleeping on the streets of Dublin are rough sleeping out of choice. In other words, no, that's not, there that's, are beds that's, available. Don't, don't twist his words. That's not what he's saying. Yeah, what he's saying is, okay, we all know the hostel situation is chronic, uh, as in safety-wise, yeah? Mm-hmm. That you have to pretty much sleep with your back to the wall and your your hands over over your whatever you have that's worth anything. Um but still, no matter how bad it is, if you had the choice between sleeping... How bad could those hostels be? That's the question that you would choose to sleep on the streets instead. That's what he's saying. Yeah, OK. Well, our number is 085-825-2626. But it does raise the question, is there an excuse for rough sleeping? An awful lot of beds are available. They may not be ideal, but they are available. So is there any excuse for rough sleeping? 085-825-2626 is our uh, WhatsApp number. Tara, you're on Opinions Matter. Hiya, Tara. How are you? Uh, good, thanks, um, Tara. Yeah, go on. Just going off what you said just there about people, is that an excuse for us sleepers? Now, I know myself from being homeless, and however it works with, but obviously men as well, a lot of people do choose not to go into hostels because some of them come off drugs. And when you go into hostels, it's walking with drugs. And another thing, as rough sleepers, they have to ring on a free phone at 10 o'clock in the morning or at 10 o'clock at night. And if they don't get to the phone at 10 o'clock at night, they are not guaranteed a bed. Mm. And that's one of thousand other homeless people that's ringing at 10 o'clock at the same time. So not everybody gets a choice of a bed at night. Okay, now, uh, you did you just say you're homeless yourself? I was. Oh, you were? Okay. Yes. And did you ever uh, sleep rough? No, I never slept rough because I had me kids and I had the benefit of having the kids and the kids weren't obviously allowed to sleep on the streets. Now, when other people, single people situations and couples, they don't get their option. So they're fighting for 10 o'clock most nights to get a bed in homeless accommodation and sometimes they're just left for the whole night. Okay, now, one of the uh, arguments is, obviously, in this freezing uh, weather, uh, uh, like I said, I woke up in bed this morning cold because I'd forgotten to put the heating on, uh, and it got me thinking, good God, what must it be like to wake up on the street? And and Jeremy also said there that, uh, but you forgot about it and you didn't do anything about it. Now, I know thousands of people that stand on soup runs and homeless and go go as activists into town protesting against homelessness and have done for many years. So it's not like people are not doing anything about it. It's air government. Okay, but uh, I think what the point is, and and this is from the guy who sent us the message in the first place, uh, Jerry, he's basically uh, arguing that we should all try and take somebody in. Well, listen to this opinion, right? So if we take people in off the streets, now just think of it like this. 
there's people taking students in over the summer and whatever, and they're getting 800 euro a month. So can the government give 800 euro a month to everybody else taking in roughly? Or That's a very good a question. For everybody? That's a very good question. And in fact, it, it um, raises the issue of, uh, and in fact, I'm going to throw it out there. If you were to be paid 800 euros a month, would you take in uh, a rough sleeper? That's a question. Uh, you can send us a WhatsApp to 085-825-2626. Do you think that it would make a difference, Tara? I do know what. I think a lot, a lot of people would see the money quicker than the homeless person. So, yeah, I would. Okay, so it actually would make a difference. Um, in, in well, if they're taking foreign internationals in from all angles and all countries and they're getting the same amount of money, I'm sure they can take their own Irish in. Yeah, but no. That's an interesting question, actually. Yeah, if you were yeah, offered 800 quid a month, would you take somebody no, in? No, most of the people that said they were going to take in uh, Ukrainians didn't anyway, in the end. They were just virtue signaling most again. Most of them that have did have gotten money for that have got money to take them in because they can't take them in off their own place. Yeah, but I think, I think the issue that, 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 that a lot of people uh, have, Tara, and you can't blame them, is a lot of rough sleepers. Any rough sleep, I've interviewed so many rough sleepers over the years, and I think I've only interviewed one that didn't have drug issues. So you, you, you couldn't have, say for instance... Well, look at it like this, Jeremy, right? When you think about it, right... You let someone come and live in your house if you're in a council house. You have the council around next Monday, then knocking at your door saying, yeah. oh, we got living in your house. Now, it's understandable the people that own the homes. That's, that's all right, because they have enough <clears throat> to go around. But if people in council houses brought anybody home like that and let them live in their house, they'd be at the door next Monday. Okay so, okay, so uh, we, oh, not everybody lives in a council house, uh, but I do take that point that if you were to uh, invite somebody to stay, the council are going to be asking how much they're paying or, uh, yeah, they'd, they'd be asking questions, basically. Stay there for a second. I want to go to uh, Violet. You're on Opinions Matter. Hi, Violet. Hi, Adrian. Jeremy, how's it going? Good, thank you. Um, well, you heard the message that we read out at the start from uh, a guy basically encouraging us all to take in uh, somebody who's a rough sleeper. Would you do that? I would if I could, or unfortunately, like, one, I haven't got the space, and two, if I if, they, if I know that they're in all kind of sound mind and body, if that makes sense, then I could, for all it's worth, I'd probably get them into a hostel. Well, they could get themselves um, into a hostel. That's the thing. No, I, no I'd, have, I'd have them get into the hostel if they're all in sound mind and, and in their own mind, if they're not on any drugs. Because I know some hostels will probably turn away and say, they look at them up and down and say, well, sorry, no, we can't take you in because it's just a reason, whether they have an alcohol problem or a drug problem or anything like that. So, Okay, one of the, one of the uh, questions is, um, you know, uh, why don't we take in people? Why don't we uh, take in rough sleepers? And um, uh, generally speaking, people don't. Why do you think people don't? Well, hang on a sec. Sorry, be- before you go on, Violet, we were saying this like we're surprised. Most people cross the road to avoid someone who's sleeping rough. I mean, you look Grafton Street last, I think, two weeks ago, uh, Friday night, two weeks ago, I had a, a do in town that I had to go to, and I was walking back up Grafton Street late on uh, Friday night. Yeah. And every yeah. single doorway had someone ro- sleeping rough. Not one person walking up Grafton Street out of the probably 10,000 that walked from the bottom of Grafton Street to the top of Grafton Street stopped to see if they were okay. People generally, bar on social media, where people like to comment yeah. and say, oh, fuck the government, fuck the government, they should be doing something about the homeless, bar those people who just are bored and comment on Facebook, the vast majority of people turn a blind eye and don't, and I'm sorry, this is going to sound rough, but it's the truth, 
the majority of people, when it comes down to it, don't give a fiddler's you-know-what about someone who's sleeping rough in the doorway. Because I saw that with myself my own twice. Do you think anybody stopped and went into McDonald's and got a coffee for them and gave it to them? No, no. probably we not. Don't, we don't care. Bar the people, the great people who do those soup runs uh, every night and don't look for any praise. The majority... Of Mind you, some of those people who do those uh, soup runs do it for praise. Oh, just to put it up on, yeah. on social media. In terms, yeah, 110% that the people don't uh, go and stop to their health and they will turn up their noses at people. But what I'm for is, if I did have that spare bit of change, I would throw it to them. But having seen that in front of me, it's very heartbreaking. And I do be nearly in tears thinking to myself, how in the name of God the government doesn't do anything. I mean, okay, I'm not blaming the government in such and such a way. Okay, the Ukrainians come in, that's right, and said that they're fleeing a war to our country. And I'm, I'm very, I'm very sorry, I'm very kind of sympathetic to the support the people that are fleeing war to our country. But at the same time, Ukrainians didn't ask for that, and nobody else asked for it. Like, look at the likes of people who's fleeing Afghanistan or any of those kind of countries that are being asleep. Irish people would have a say in, in the matter and I am a bit biased about it. At one point I'm saying, okay, yeah, we could help the Irish people a bit more and the government could do a bit more about helping the Irish people. But at the same time, I mean, who's to say that, you know, we weren't even in a war-torn country. But God forbid if that was turned that kind of day and we went to live somewhere else, that would kind of take us in. Okay, but uh, uh, let me go back to the the message that we got, which started this conversation from uh, Jerry, yeah. and he's basically urging us all to take in a rough sleeper like he did over the uh, last couple of days and uh, as I said Jerry fair play to you it's an amazing thing uh, that you and your wife have have done I'm wondering why more people don't do that I think it's just down to maybe not being able to because of the fact that what the girl said there I forgot her name their previous caller Probably because the council will come knocking on the door when they come to the fact where they do these rent assessments or whatever. They need to see who's living in the house and who, you know, if you're, if you're down on, on their list saying it's you kind of renting such a place or you're down on their uh, kind of list to say, okay, it's you living in there. But then again, if you didn't register the person that you're going to be taking in, well, that's where you're going to be into getting into trouble. Okay, but that only applies, though, to people living in uh, in council houses. Um, yeah. it, it doesn't apply to anybody, uh, you know, to other people who may own their own home. Um, you can take in anybody you want. Well, I'm, I'm wondering why. Uh, the question I'm asking is, yeah, what's the nobody does. No. That, uh, that no. guy uh, who sent us the message is the very first person I've ever heard. Who took a home? Yeah, well, that, 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 that's very good of him, and he has a good heart enough to do that, to take in people on his own house. And he, if he's willing to kind of do that, well, fair play to him. But for the people that can't do it, I think it's just down to the fact that, you know, maybe they're afraid of men, maybe they'll relapse if they were on drugs, if they were, you know, had any issues in the past with addiction. Mm. You see, I, I, mean, I, I think at the end of the day, a lot of people believe there is no excuse for sleeping rough on the streets. Well, we're going to be talking to someone in a moment. We're going to be hearing from somebody in a moment. And this is, I've never thought that someone would suggest this. But what he's saying is, if you live in a council house, uh, Violet, you live in a council house and you happen to have a spare room in that council house, which some council houses do, um, that you should be forced to take a rough sleeper in. You should yeah. be forced you to. Should be for- yeah, what part of the time? I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't there. If I was held up against one and being forced to have someone that's on the street and to be saying to yourself, well, you have to give up your room and you have to do it. I'm, I'm my own person at the end of the day. I'll, I'll turn around and say, well, no, I wish I could down in my house and say, well, I would take them in. You should be forced but to take sense. somebody yeah. in. Now, I have to be honest with you. If I had 10, I, I'm, this is going to sound brutal, but it's, it's how I feel and it's how most people feel. If I had 10 rooms, I wouldn't take one rough sleeper in. In fact, can you go to Eddie? Because Eddie actually agrees with me because 
Does, you're going on Adrian like your mother trees of Calcutta. No, no, no I never said that, anything of the sort. Um, Eddie, your own opinions matter. Hi, Eddie. Afternoon, Adrian. You will. Uh, good, thanks, Eddie. What did you want to say on this? Yeah, I mean, it's a huge matter of trust. You're trying to go about your daily life and you're going to work and you're leaving some complete stranger in charge of your home. And most of these that are homeless, like a high percentage, I'd say a very high percentage, have an addiction or some kind of thing. And you don't know what state your house is going to be in when you get home. You don't know if they've took something to sell it for drugs to make a few bob. It, it's a huge leap of faith. Fair play to that, Jerry. But I can't see anyone I know willingly leaving someone in their home while they go to work. I just can't see it. Okay, and but I'd then, say most people feel the same. But then don't leave somebody in your home. Don't leave them on their own. Uh, when you go out, they go out. And even so, even in that regard, I just can't see it. I just can't see anyone doing that. Imagine you have kids and you're bringing in someone that you don't know from Adam. And and this is what I want to get to, Eddie. Why is it that uh, people, and uh, as Jeremy said earlier on, a lot less than originally said they would, but some people have taken in uh, Ukrainian families and uh, welcomed them into their homes. Some people have done that. Uh, I'm wondering why nobody, with the exception... Because these Ukrainian families... That they're actually like fleeing a conflict, whereas and a, well, a high and percentage of the Irish that are on the streets, it's because of a, some kind of issue. And as well, um, they're, these they're, Ukrainian families don't have these issues, yes, if you know what I mean. And uh, you're, you're right, Eddie, and a lot of the Ukrainian families that came to Ireland the first batch, they're all professional people. They all yeah. have, they, People think Ukraine, Ukraine is a third world country. It's, no, I know, they, I know it's not. They, um, a lot of these people were coming with doctors, dentists, what I'm, what I'm asking, well, Adrian, I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot here now. You're saying, oh, you live in the arsehole of nowhere, there's yeah. no bus. Say, for example, you live in a residential area in Dublin and you had bus links, and you had a spare room, would you take somebody in that had an issue? Not a hope, would he? That had an issue? That had a drug yeah. issue? No, probably yeah. not. No, it, it, no. Yeah, there you go. Eddie, if someone was rough sleeping in Adrian's front garden, he turned the hose on them. So... But you stop making shit up. But you would. Probably charge them for the war. Yeah, you would charge them for the war. Yeah, relax there, lads, for God's sake. Okay, the the fact of the matter is, no, Eddie, I wouldn't take a drug addict into my home. Um, But not everybody who is rough sleeping is a drug addict. Would you take someone that didn't, that was homeless, just uh, say the landlord pulled a rug? I'd love to say yes. But you won't. No, because it's uh, hypothetical, but I'd love to say. Because you know the answer, Adrian, and most people will feel the same. Issue or no issue, most people just wouldn't do it. Yet we'll take in a Ukrainian. That's what I don't understand. What do you mean yeah, we? Think, what do you are, mean they we? To, are they getting paid for taking in Ukrainians? Yeah, but it, it, that We're wasn't the initial no. reason that people volunteered. Yeah, it's all about the money at the end of the day, isn't it? Okay, so uh, let me ask you then, Eddie. People uh, who are rough sleeping, um, when I think of somebody rough sleeping in the weather that we're having at the moment, I uh, my heart goes out to them. I, I often think, what reason is there to sleep rough? Do you think there is... Any excuse for having to sleep rough? Well, I don't have any experience in these hostels, but all I hear is horror stories of blood on the walls and syringes and all of that stuff and people getting beaten up in them and attacked and abused. And obviously that's part of the reason why they feel actually safer out in the cold. But I don't know, are these hostels, are they all mixed? Are they all men, women, or are they separate? Is it one's, one's female, they would have one's se- male? A lot of them would have separate sections for men and women, yeah. Yeah, well, I think they need to be an all-female one with kids, a separate one for male or something. And I think they should, like Apollo House a couple of years ago, there's plenty of buildings in the city laying idle that nobody's in. They could easily, um, the councillors could easily go to one of these owners of said property and say, listen, we'll take it as a short-term lease for the winter. 
um, bang the heating on, a few beds in, and open it up to the homeless. Mind you, you've seen what's happened uh, when that was done for uh, refugees in uh, East Wall only in the last couple of weeks, where, where a building was repurposed and people went ballistic over it. So, And that's still uh, ongoing. Stay there for a second, Eddie. Let me bring in uh, more of your opinions on this. 085-825-2626. This is Stephen. How are you, lads? How are things? I am to stretch up house there about... Um the homeless on the streets and stuff like that and that the the homeless accommodations are not full. Come here and I tell you, I've done work through the community and I've been in these homeless accommodations and seen what goes in them. I haven't studied them, but I've seen what goes in them. These places are not safe, you know what I mean? And if people think that people are choosing to sleep in that cold, they need to give their head a wobble. Nobody chooses to sleep in that cold, you know what I mean? People have really no idea what's going on in these places, you know what I mean? They're, they're staying out in the street because they're saying to themselves, I have a better chance out here because you want to, sometimes you'd want a knife under your pillow in these places, you know what I mean? They're, they're, they're that bad, you know what I mean? And these things are not spoken about. You, you have to ask the people that are there, you know what I mean, to see these things. And once again, if somebody says they choose to sleep in that cold, cop on, you know what I mean? There's nobody choosing to sleep out there. It's Ireland's most talked about podcast. The only podcast with live callers and live debates. It's Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. Huge reaction to what we're talking about uh, today, and that is why we're asking why none of us take in rough sleepers, except the guy who sent us the original message that started this conversation, and that is Jerry. He said, I'm disgusted with the amount of rough sleepers in the city. Uh, Knowing that the weather was going to be uh, cold, I've basically taken a guy in uh, over the weekend. And uh, he says, I'm not looking for praise, just saying that anyone who has a spare room should do this. Now, as I said, Jerry's one of the very first people I've ever heard of, ever, who uh, has done something like this. Let me bring in uh, Dave. Laz, isn't Jeremy doing exactly what those people are doing? Oh, he's just in the reverse. I mean, he pontificates about, you know, wanting to help people, but then it's like, oh, I don't have the room. Oh, I've worked too many jobs. Shut up about it then. Like, the state is to blame for people dying in the streets. Like, the state gives money to hostels to house homeless people. A lot of homeless people won't stay in them because they're so fucking dangerous. The state are funding it. Ergo, the state are failing them. There aren't also aren't enough uh, beds for people to get rid of their addiction problems. There aren't enough social workers. There isn't enough mental health services. So yeah, the state is the root cause of this. Some people choose to be homeless for whatever myriad of reasons. Uh, you know, before Jeremy just starts going on about how they're all drug addicts and piss heads and blah 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 because it's easy to tear everybody with the same brush. But yeah, ultimately. It's the state's fault. Tom, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Tom? Oh, sorry. How's it going? Sorry, there you are, Tom. Um, well, yeah, Tom, what, topic as always, lad. Well, thank you very much indeed, Tom. What did you want to say on it? Yeah, so I've been, as you know, lads, I've uh, talked to you a long time. Uh, I was homeless for eight years um, myself now. Look, there's a, the problem is a lot of the uh, people sleeping rough in Dublin choose to sleep rough because it's safer. They would rather, they feel safer sleeping in the shop doorway than going into a hostel because, unfortunately, the hostels just aren't safe. You're going into a room and you're sharing with maybe six people, you know, there could be six in a room, four in a room, and they just feel safer. You know, if you go and take a stroll down Henry Street or... Grafton Street and actually talk to some of these people a lot of them are actually not drug addicts or alcoholics they're actually clean and sober and won't put themselves in danger going into hostels so the question has to come back is how do we make hostels safe you know and my, my other issue is 
there's one organisation, I won't name the organisation, that runs 90% of the hostels in Dublin. Mm-hmm. And the problem I see is that this is where the problem is. There's no accountability there. So if you split it up into different sections, you might get uh, the, a different approach. Okay, let, let me ask you. You were homeless yourself for eight years. And during that time yeah. that you were uh, homeless, did you ever have to sleep rough? I slept rough for two weeks. And I then got linked in with um, a very good uh, man in the Salvation Army, Eamon is his name. And Eamon always had a bed for me when they had brick and barracks up, uh, up at the back of Arbor Hill there. So even if I, if I rang the free phone, couldn't get a bed, I'd ring Eamon. He'd put me on a cot even in the corner. So then I got linked in with Dublin Simon and I was very lucky then to get put in through their systems. But when I was living in uh, Fibsbury, um, I had in, a, in an apartment share there at the back of Chester House. Um, I used to bring a friend of mine in and let him sleep on the floor in my room. I had to sneak him in when the staff were gone, sneak him in so he wouldn't sleep rough in this type of weather. Okay, so let me you ask know, you so then. Why uh, better at risk? To do that. Yeah, and, 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 and you know? okay, then you're the second person I've heard. Uh, but in your circumstance, you were you were that soldier yourself, so you had much more uh, empathy and understanding for uh, this particular guy. Um, let me go back to the point of, of people who are sleeping rough, and you're saying that um, a lot of people sleep rough because the, the hostels are so dangerous. Um, yeah, it's a safety issue, massive, massive safety issue. When we were in Apollo House, because there was one of the activists that took Apollo and was involved in that, that movement, um, that's what when we went out on outreaches. That's what we were being told. It's not safe. I don't want to go into hostels. I'm safer because there's a camera under me here, and I know I'm safe if anything happens. That's what we were being told. Okay, so um, it is safer in some cases to sleep in a doorway than it is inside a hostel. Absolutely, because they're getting the, the people are getting robbed in these hostels. They're getting bullied in the hostels if they think they have you have any sort of weakness. You're, you're in trouble, in other words, you know, that type of way. Now, don't get me wrong. Let me be very clear here. The government and the state have a big part to play in this because the winter initiative beds are not coming on quicker, quick enough. This, uh, the one-night-only hostels, again, since 2016, we're calling for that to be, to be ended and 24-hour access to these hostels. And again, you, you go into the hostels and you, the key worker in there might have 15 clients to look after. So where she should only have five or six to look after. So again, they're not getting the wraparound services that they need either. Okay, so I want to ask again, where it comes to people rough sleeping, is there any reason that somebody has to rough sleep? In, In other words, and this is what a lot of people believe, there are a lot of hostel spaces available. So therefore, in theory, while somebody might be sleeping on the street, there is or or was a bed available for that person. Unfortunately, that's not true. Um, This is what DTC and this is what uh, Minister O'Brien will tell you, um, that there is always beds there. But people will ring, it's coming up now nearly on to four o'clock. The free phone will open at four o'clock. I would goddamn guarantee you if you were lucky to get through, by quarter past four, you'd be told to ring back at 10 o'clock that there's no beds for you if you're sleeping rough. Okay, so... so the there's beds in the system, it's, they, they might... They might what, what's happening in these hostels, Adrian, is they're holding beds. They're holding back beds and they're not putting them back into the system quick enough. So it falls again on the people that run these hostels, hostels to put the beds back into the system. So if Okay, so in theory... Class, it, it, the bed back in. Okay, in theory, there are enough beds... In practice, though, it doesn't work that way. Is that what you're saying? 
Absolutely. It's it's a failure. It's a failure on DCC. And again, it's something that uh, a lot of people have been calling for for a long time is to put the free phone into an independent body, not like the likes of Dublin Simon or McFerry's, into an independent body, someone like Feeder Home. And let them them allocate them. Let them have that free phone for six months and let's see, does that make a difference? when you actually have someone that's not... Okay, then let me ask you finally, as somebody who's been through the system, as somebody who was homeless (laughs) yourself, um, the guy who contacted us in the first place about taking in somebody over the weekend, do you think we should all think about taking in somebody who is uh, rough sleeping? I would love to see that happen in Ireland. I would love to see it happen in Ireland. See... Uh, it would be, look, a lot of people do have the fear factors of, oh, they're, they're drug users or they're this, that, and the other. And I get that, understand that. But if you were to pull and say to somebody, especially around Clondalkin and Lucan here, where I'm from, where we're seeing, and that's where the poor girl died in the tent, we're starting to see a lot more out here. If you were to say to them, look, you can come in, but there's no drug using, if you want to use your drugs, you go back out onto the street. And I guarantee you, 90% of them will jump at the chance to get in and have a hot shower, warm meal, lie down where they know they're not going to be attacked. Do you know what I mean? There is ways around it. But again, would people do it? I don't think so because there's no financial initiative at the end of it either, you know? What do we know, by the way, of uh, the circumstances around that uh, young woman that you're talking about? I don't I don't know because uh, apparently, again, she was contacted by a couple of outreaches and she just, again, chose to, to sleep in a tent. And that was, again, this is unfortunately this time of year, so you have to remember this time of year, uh, Adrian, as well, in hostel, you're getting, uh, you're on your job seekers, you're getting double money. Some people are on disability, they're getting double money. There's nowhere to put this money. So at all times, you have to carry this money on you in hostel so they feel safer on the street. Okay, so we, other than that, we don't have much more uh, information. I don't have, uh, no, I have tried. I've, I've rang a few people today. Now, there was a name that was given out, and that was a false, false yeah, I saw, name. I saw, I, saw that on a Facebook, I saw that on a Facebook post um, earlier on, yeah. <laughs> So, again, nothing has come out because this girl is now... We don't think she's known, but if she is known, it hasn't been made public that she's known, if that, if that makes sense to you. Do we know if this is a factual story? Do we know that this has actually happened, that a young woman has died in a tent yes. in the Clondalkin oh, area? Yeah. yeah, Francis Timmons, the councillor Clondalkin, put it up on his page this, this morning. Uh, so he runs Clondalkin uh, Helping Homeless and stuff. So if anybody knows, Francis would, would, would know. Um, and it's not the first time it was only last year it was the last Christmas a girl died here um, in Balgadi in, in around Balgadi Lucan area as well in a tent so it's a recurring theme this time of year because they're on the outskirts there's nothing out here for for rough sleepers in Lucan Clondalkin um, and a lot of them want to stay in their area but yes the only way to do that is get into a sleeping bag or get into a tent Alright Tom stay there for one second if you can please let me go to uh, Steve you're on Opinions Matter how are you Steve? Well, that's a lot to unpack right there, wasn't it? Um, it was, yeah. What's your view on this? We should all try and take in a rough sleeper. That's really what uh, Jerry contacted us about in the first place. Okay, look, try to take in a sleeper. A rough sleeper, maybe try. But you know what? It all boils down to. Actually, well, I want to get this up first. I want to talk about the safety in these homeless shelters. Um, I think it's been overly exaggerated in how dangerous it is in these places. And the reason why is because. You have lockers there. Each person is given a locker. And there is male and female uh, buildings that are separated. 
uh, you're scanned with um, one of those things like that in the airport, you know, the ones, the metal detector, you're scanned with one of those guys going in, you have drugs or alcohol, it's removed from you, you're brought in, you're given tea and a sandwich, and then there's your bed upstairs, and in those rooms there's CCTV. And I'm just wondering what the coins that in these buildings are versus what the coins that are where the people are sleeping on the streets because they can guarantee it that it's much more dangerous outside than it is inside. You know, the question to be asked then is why would anybody choose to sleep outside? The vast majority of these people, we said it over and over again, have substance abuse problems. And these are the people who don't give a shit where they sleep. Whether it is in a doorway or whether it's in somebody's house or in a garden, they don't actually care where they sleep. And that then brings us back to why Why would none of us take... So, so Adrian, you were asked, would you take somebody into your home if you were in the middle of the, the city? You said no, you wouldn't? I said I wouldn't take uh, somebody with substance issues. Yeah, that's what I said. Okay, would, would you take somebody in who didn't have substance abuse issues? Say I, somebody in their 40s? I would like to think yes. I'd like to think. Okay, so you're good. But it's a hypothetical. Okay, so, so gonna, I'm, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm going to ask you... I'm yeah. being, di- I'm being yeah. disingenuous no, in answering it because... No, but hang on, Adrian. There's no, <coughs> sorry, sorry for going across it. There's no point in saying it's a hypothetical because... You haven't always lived where you currently live, okay? That's, Correct. That, that was, that's your latest stress. So you've lived in the burbs for many, many years. So yep. that opportunity has always been there and you've never... No, I never it. did it before, no. So you wouldn't do no. it? No. So you wouldn't do it? I'd love to say yes. I, I'd, I'd love to say I'll go to the I mean, moon. I can lie and say yes. No, don't. Tell the truth. You wouldn't. I'd that, like that, to think I would, but, but whether I would or not is... Yeah. Well, no, don't so say... Jeremy. No. Yes. Jeremy, let, let you and I play the hypothetical game there for a second. So you say, no, you wouldn't take him out, yeah? Yes, I did say that, yeah. Okay, so somebody who knows substance abuse problems, would you take them in? No, I wouldn't take any stranger into the house. The same way if someone... Okay, what if it was, what if, what if it was a strange woman? It was a strange woman? If it was a woman, would you take a woman into your home? Oh, a homeless woman? Or, no, I don't, yeah. know, I don't know what part of it you don't get. I would not take any stranger... Okay, into... no, wait, 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 one more question. Go on. A homeless child. Okay, again, to use Adrian's expression, that first of all, there's nothing, going to be no circumstances that you'd be asked to take a homeless child. Here, 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 this isn't this, this, this isn't Little Orphan Annie here, where Daddy Warbucks takes in. Dude, just play the game. Just play the game. No, there's a reason. There's a reason why I'm asking you. But that's like saying, would you take in a Paris that was left on the, on your front mat? Ridiculous. No, again, it's not. A homeless it child. It's not going again. It's not. Our little orphan. It will Annie, answer the question. Okay, no, I wouldn't. It answers the no, question that you're asking today. No, I wouldn't. No, no. You wouldn't take an homicide. Well, then obviously you're you know part of a minority in society who wouldn't take it. But again, I'm just I'm just saying it because it's a stupid okay. bloody question. Because the reason why I'm asking this stupid bloody question is because it tells us the reason why we won't have strangers in our home because it's fear based. We would take a child okay, so, uh, Yes, okay. So your, your point a is woman that, that the reason... A man, definitely not. Okay, that the reason that we don't take uh, rough sleepers into our homes is because we're afraid. That's it. Simple as. Because we're absolutely yeah. afraid, yeah. Okay, and uh, Tom, let me put that back to you, that that is the reason people don't take in uh, rough sleepers because they're afraid. Do you accept that that's probably right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, that's that's true, and I, I said that in one of my uh, earlier points as well. But can I just make a very just quick point there? I don't know what hostel this this lad uh, has seen or works in, but I'm 11 years, nearly 12 years, working either as security in these hostels or being in a hostel. I've never been mm-hmm. scanned with a wand coming in. I've, uh, there's no CCTVs in, a, in the bedroom because that's uh, you're, you're breaking somebody's pri- private uh, private there. And um, the only cameras are in the, the communal areas. 
So this is the problem. People are saying it's exaggerated, it's exaggerated. I'm telling you now, I've walked in them, I've stayed in them, they're not exaggerated. This is what goes on in these hostels. And unless you okay, so there, do you, do you think, do you think for a second, okay, so do you think for a second that I just pulled that information out of my arse? To be honest, yes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> well, you're wrong. Clear. No, you're absolutely wrong. And the reason why well, you're wrong I'm is because I wrong. too, my man, I too... I too was security in one of these places about eight years ago. And then I became homeless after that and ended up in said place. So I've experienced that on both sides. And I do well, know what goes it's, on there. It's definitely not a hostel in Dublin and it's definitely not a hostel being run. Yes, it is. You might have stayed in a private hostel. Might have been a private hostel, but you did not stay in nope. any of the main hostels being run by one organisation in Dublin because they don't do it. Because this organisation does not believe in prosecuting anybody that uses drugs or that they have a, a zero frown tolerance on it their aim is, is get them in off the streets if they want help the help is there but you have to walk your arse off to get the help now I will agree well, with you neither of us are going to be able to prove our point the question was and this goes back to the original message encouraging us to take a rough sleeper into our homes um, Steve's argument is the reason people don't do that is they're afraid and you oh, you accept that oh, that's yeah. a reasonable excuse yeah 100% because unfortunately rough sleepers especially in Dublin and I can only talk about Dublin because it's where I know the stuff is they have a bad name and a bad reputation of uh, robbing and being uh, drug users or alcoholics um, and stuff like this. But if you actually got down on the ground and talked to these people instead of looking over them and got to know them, you would realise not everyone is interested in crime. Not every one of them are interested in staying on drugs. They just can't get the bed and when they do get a bed they have to be at a certain mill sure if they could do that why would they need to go into treatment so okay. it is a fear factor but again you need to get to understand the people as well okay and, that, and that's where uh, this guy who sent us the message in the first place he actually mentioned that he knows him from begging outside the shop that he does security on uh, so he obviously got to know this guy that's why he felt comfortable enough exactly. to got to know to, him yeah. got to understand his issues and got to understand where he is that poor, poor chap that he took in, um, Adrian, might be waiting on a bed to go into treatment. I know at the moment there's a nine-month waiting list to get into the Peter Perry uh, treatment centres. Okay, and do, uh, do me a favour, uh, Tom. Stay with me for one second. I've been asked to play yeah. this WhatsApp voice note for you. Like... I don't understand what's so hard to grasp. You don't like you don't know these people from fucking Adam. Like you bring a stranger in, you want to bring a stranger into your home, you go ahead. But if you put yourself at risk and you get attacked and they robbed you in the night, you have no one to blame but yourself. So if they want to sleep out in the cold, and they want to sleep in the hostel, fine, do whatever they fuck they want. But they wouldn't be coming in my front door. I'll tell you that much. What do you say to that sort of attitude, uh, Tom? Again, it's wrong. But again, I understand it because of the reputation and what's out there about people that sleep rough. If you walk down the street, what do you see nine times out of ten, Adrian, is someone or a homeless person, you know, shooting up or taking drugs. So of course, there's, um, there's that fear factor there. And I understand what that girl is saying. But if I could, I would take somebody in off the street um, at the moment. But unfortunately, I can't. I don't have the room. But again, that's not for everybody. Again, I've walked in the field. I know what's, what's going on. I'm hoping to get back walking full-time in the field now in the new year. But I've, I've empathy. I've been there. I've done it. I've wore the T-shirt. So I know 90% of these people, if you offered a room to them, would grab your hand off it and they would respect you for it. Okay. Anyone that you ask in there that's, that go along the soup tables and the soup kitchen, ask them, 
do they get abused? 99% of them will tell you, no, we don't, because we're giving them what they're looking for. We're giving them food. We're giving them the listening air. We're giving them something that the state does not give them. Okay, stay there for one second if you can, please. Our number is 085-825-2626. Here's an interesting uh, message. Have a listen to this. Well, lads, how's things? My opinion would be, if you live in a council house and you have spare rooms, you should have to take in homeless people, not just rely on the hostels, because they're packed out as it is. If you own your own house, then that's fair enough, but council houses should have to. Voted Irish Current Affairs Podcast of the Year. It's Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. Now, just a moment ago, I played a message, which I'm going to play for you uh, again. Have a listen to this. Well, lads, how's things? My opinion would be, if you live in a council house and you have spare rooms, you should have to take in homeless people. Not just rely on the hostels, because they're packed out as it is. If you own your own house, then that's fair enough. But council houses should have to. Now, he's basically, and this is something you uh, alluded to earlier on, he's basically saying if you live in a council house and you happen to have a spare room... Which a lot of people would, because... Well, a lot not of, everybody, because no, your council house is generally given to you based on the size of your family. No but, but, a lot, no, but a lot of people would have been given council houses when they had kids, and those kids have now upped and left, and they have... Spare rooms. Yeah, this, so what he's saying is, if you have a spare room in your council house, you should be forced... To take a homeless person well, it's, in. It's not your house at the end of the day, sure. It's not. It's up to the council to decide. And the council would dictate who lives with you. Does anybody agree with that? Send me a WhatsApp to 085-825-2626. 085-825-2626. He's basically saying that if you have a spare room and you live in a council-owned house... So Paddy and Francis, who, yep. live, in, who live in Ballyfermot. Yeah, and, and the kids are growing up and they have a spare room. They have a lovely the, room up at the back. It's a shame that that's going to waste. Actually, Stephen, do you... Uh, do you agree that they should be forced to take one in? Uh, but what, people in county council house should be forced to take people into their home? Yeah. But what criteria would, that, would you have to set out for? Is it a person who lives on their own? Is yeah, it a that... couple? Is it couples with kids? No, that's what he said. Rough sleepers, what he said. No, no, no. I'm talking about the people who are in the house. No, the, the condition is that they have a spare room. End of. Okay, so if they could have two or three young kids in the house and they're going to let some tow in. I just think it's insane. Without their permission. It's I think insane. It's, it's a stupid idea. Yeah, I think it's a ridiculous idea. And I, I get the point that he's making. It's a council-owned property and therefore you should be forced to uh, have a, a homeless person live with you. But you can't. You can't do that. There's civil liberties issues around that. Telling somebody who has to live with them. That's not your property. Technically, sure it's not. Uh, no, it's not your property, but you can't dictate to people who they live in the, in a house with. No, I think that's a ridiculous idea. Maybe somebody agrees with it. Uh, you can WhatsApp us on 085-825-2626. Now, uh, Noreen, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you? How are you? Uh, good, um, thanks. What did you want to say on this? Good. So, yeah, I I've took two, two people in before that was homeless. Okay, go on, t- tell me your story. Well, I, wore, <clears throat> I owned a shop, Talbot Street, and these couple, it was a nice couple, they were homeless. And I'm not going to say their names because they're married and all now and they have kids and the whole lot. So uh, I took to, they were homeless, couldn't get a place. Like, they wouldn't go to the hospital because there's too much going on. They were getting, their runners were t- taking off their feet and everything while they'd be sleeping, you know, so... 
I, I brought him home here. I felt sorry for him. And, and did uh, you know did you know them well? Yeah, I knew them from Talbot Street and then I gave him a job. I had a shop in Talbot Street and then I gave him a job. So I gave him a security job and I gave the his missus uh, a job in the shop, you know what I mean? And uh, they still didn't have enough money like for rent and that, you know what I mean? To rent the place out. So I brought them up here because it was freezing, freezing, and I mean freezing. I'm talking about a good few years ago. It was freezing now. So I brought them up and uh, they stayed here with me for, I didn't take any money or anything like that out. I didn't make a penny off them. I, I didn't want to take any money off them. Um, and they saved and saved and saved and saved. And, you know, they, they were staying here and just kept saving. And they ended up, they got married. They got their own place after county council then. They got their own place, two of them. And uh, I didn't have a problem with it. And I wouldn't have a problem with it either. But the only thing is, it would, it would have to be a girl, like, you know, some girl I would take in now. Now, as a matter of interest, uh, did either of them have uh, drug issues? No. No. Now, doesn't, no. That, doesn't that make a difference? Oh, yeah, of course it does, yeah. If they had drug problems, no, probably no. I, I think I'd be afraid. Now, I took, I had eight other, I, a son and a daughter for myself, right? And I only had two bedroom, yeah? And I, my daughter, when she got, say, to 12, 13, and she started pulling around her pals, now a teenager or whatever. And one man went off with, one of our friends' moms went off with some other fella and she left with the father. So she ended up living with me. But I ended up with eight girls here and my son. And I only own the two of them, son and my daughter. So for people listening to us now, after the original message that we got uh, from the guy suggesting that we should all take in a rough sleeper, um, you did it, you um, did it for a couple, which was fantastic and um, a- an admirable thing to do. But do you think that Jerry's insane to be telling us all we should be doing this? Yeah, he shouldn't. No, nobody has the right to tell anybody what to do. If you want to do it, do it. I mean, everybody is not the same as you or me or anybody else. We all we're all different. Okay, so, so no, no uh, and you're that. admitting as well that the one of the reasons that you did it yourself was because uh, this was a couple and they weren't drug addicts. Yeah, if they were drug addicts, I'd be afraid now because um, my husband died and my little fellow was only three months and my daughter was only 11. So no, I wouldn't. I would be afraid and I wouldn't have that around my children. All right, now stay there for one second. I want to just bring in one final call and that is Celine. you're on Opinions Matter. Hi, Celine. How are you? I played a voice note a couple of minutes ago from one of our listeners suggesting that uh, if you own a council house and you have a spare room, no. you should have to no, take it. didn't a, say if you own a council house. But if or, you sorry, own, if you're in a council if house. You're if, you're in, if you're in a council house. Yeah, if says, you're living yeah. in a council house, um, you yeah. should have to take in a homeless person. What, what do you think of that idea? The neck of them, like, how dare they say that? Like... Just because we're in the council house doesn't mean that we should have to. Like, we, we pay bills here. Like, my rent is 85 euro a week here. I mean, electricity, my gas, food, all of that. So why, why do I have to take in somebody just because I'm in the council house? You see, this is the whole thing. I mean, it's yeah. implying that if you live in a council house, you've less rights than anybody else, which is ridiculous. Of course it is. Like, I'm working as well. So I'm paying my tax and everything else. Like, so why should I be, you know, don't get me wrong, if I had to room, I would. And as you said earlier, Adrian, that the houses are only given to the size of your family. So 
so I've only one child, so I'm in a two-bedroom house, so I wouldn't actually have the room. But if I did have the room, though, I would. Now, I've had no problem. Well, I wouldn't like to be getting told that I have to say. So this idea of yeah. uh, just because you don't own uh, the the house, the council house that you're living in, it uh, doesn't yeah. mean you have any less rights. I mean, the, even the the more I think about his message and his suggestion, the more ridiculous it actually sounds. To be quite honest with you, it really it is. It, yeah, it, it's it, like it, as if we're beneath just because we don't actually own it. Uh, okay, uh, what about uh, this message I want to read to you? Uh, and it says, Tell that one, Celine, that she doesn't own that house. It's on loan to you. Uh, the council is your landlord. They can do what they like. What do you well, say to that? They can do what they like. Well, he's want to go back now and educate him, himself now. Wouldn't he? About the council. So the idea. Because that's not the case at all. Okay, so this notion of. Um, and I, I, like I said, I think it's. The more I, I think about it, the more ridiculous it sounds. Uh, forcing ca- people in council houses to take in homeless people is just ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Like, why, why, why pick on people in council houses? Because they don't own the house, basically. Just because you don't own the house. Oh, my God. That is. I, I just can't explain people's mentality there. Yeah, but in fact, I just got another message from Paul, and he says, uh, this is a ridiculous idea to make people share a house because it's a council house. Would you share a hotel room because the hotel yeah. wants to put someone in your room with you? No, you would not. Yeah. Can you imagine? We're over yeah. books tonight. Can I put Mary in beside you there? Yeah. Uh, Oh, well, no, it depends. <laughs> if Mary was good-looking, now you, you might say yes. <laughs> oh. All right. Um, that, that's for a different show, Terry. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we'll All right, tomorrow, Celine. Great to talk to you. Thanks very much indeed for your call. Uh, Bye. Um, it is a mad idea, I have to say. It's an absolutely insane idea. Much and all as we would like to uh, sort out the, the homeless uh, crisis and put a room over uh, a roof over somebody's head to force somebody... Jeremy, you live in this council house. Here's Sorry, John. I don't live in a you council don't even, house. You don't, don't even like John, but John's coming to live with you in your spare room. There's lots of people who live with people they don't like. That's very true. Isn't there? All right, thank you very much indeed for uh, listening to this latest Opinions Matter podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please hit subscribe or follow. Click the little bell icon on Spotify, and that way you'll be notified every time we upload a new podcast. Make sure you enable notifications, and uh, you'll uh, get a little notification as soon as a new podcast uh, goes live. Thank you very much indeed for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. Opinions Matter. Subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Loud app.